You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday with Wayne McCurry, who's a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, since we last spoke, there's been all sorts of things happening. There's been a mini route on the markets. And I think yes. that you, I, I know actually, that you predicted this. So what is your impression of what's going on? Is this quite sinister? Or is this just the natural ebb and flow of the markets? No, look, this is a proper bear, mar- a proper bear market that we're in. I doubt very much if it's going to be as, you know, as devastating as what it was um, in 2008 or 2003 where the market fell you know, 40 odd percent. Uh, I think we probably within striking distance of the bottom of the market. I know the market's really quite strongly today, but we're in a bear market and bear markets are absolutely normal. And there's only one game in town and that is inflation and in the USA. Yes. It's the only, it's the only game in town, in town. Okay. Well, not just the USA, but the USA simply because it's so big and the markets are so big. But inflation is a global problem. Yes, it is. And and since we last spoke, the US inflation numbers, the CPI inflation, consumer price inflation numbers have come out for the month of May. And they came in 8.6% versus the previous month of 8.3% and the consensus of 8.3%. So well, what we're seeing here is uh, the market getting surprised. And then on Thursday, Friday and Monday, uh, and even yesterday a little bit, uh, equity markets and other risky asset classes coming off. I tend to think, and I'm sort of dancing to your tune here, I tend to think that 8.6 might be the peak for now. I think we might have seen that blow off. And next month, unless oil goes to 150 or something, I think that perhaps we've seen 8.6 as the top. I don't think it's going to fall dramatically, but maybe no more big surprises to the upside to 9% or 9.5%. What do you think about that uh, theory? I think so as well. I think so as well. When you look at the percentage change in two of the major components of inflation, that's fuel, well, oil and uh, and food, mm. the percentage change year on year has already peaked. And, you know, for Okay, the percentage change has peaked for this for in for oil to have the same effect on inflation in a year's time the oil price must go to 180 dollars a barrel yeah. of course that can happen nothing's impossible it, it can but it just seems highly unlikely to be honest that they'll do that and food will be lower in a year's time the the food supply uh will come on very very strongly simply because there's 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 never more than a year spike in uh, in in food prices simply because the farmers just plant that little field on the side of their farm that's not economical <laughs> at low prices but is now very economical so there's an immediate supply response on food so that doesn't concern me that uh, food inflation will be another 30 40% year on year in a year's time so what my current thinking is is that in a year to 18 months' time, oil and food will actually be quite negative, will actually be heavily negative, I think. And that should pull the inflation rate down to, I don't know, 3.5%. Because there is still, make no mistake, there is still um, inflation in the system. It's not going back to zero. 
you know, those days are those days are, I think are behind us now. But we'll still have inflation, you know, three to four percent somewhere in that type of region. And that's more or less where the long bond is now, which is, you know, quite a good thing because most of the bear market, and that was the most severe bear market, has actually happened in the bond market already. So I, I, I really think we're getting to the end of this of the the end of the serious panic, you know, the the sort of uh, looking at things and and uh, in disbelief. I think that's actually we're probably at that peak or very close to that peak now, and we should start seeing over the next six months better inflation numbers coming through. And as I said, in a year to eighteen months' time, we'll probably see lower inflation. And I wouldn't be surprised if. In fact, I don't even, not, not, not even saying that, I actually anticipate that interest rates will be cut again at the end of next year or towards the end of next year. That's an interesting comment. I disagree with you but because I, I do think that uh, they have to equalise the situation. And in other words, um, the equalisation that I'm talking about means interest rates going up and inflation coming down. No, they're still going to somewhere, still gonna go up. But... Yeah, they'll meet in the middle, Yeah, I think. I've always said that. Anyway, uh, let's have a look at some South African companies that have come out with um, results since we last spoke last Wednesday, Wayne. And the one I really want to focus on is a voluntary trading update from Standard Bank because you love banks. You have loved banks, even though they haven't given you any good return for a while. Um, but, uh, well, if, obviously, if you add dividends, yeah, they've given you some sort of return. But what do you make of Standard Bank? What did you think of those when you saw them a couple of days ago? Well, these weren't bad at all. I mean... It's the, it's it's effectively the same the same story that we've been talking about for a long time, in that uh, the bad debt provision is so big in the banks that they've almost got two years of earnings virtually guaranteed, no matter what happens to the rest of the economy, uh, you know, or the world's economy. Mm. So I think that that's that that that's the main thing. But the banks have actually performed very well. I mean. Um, uh, it's probably the same now, but certainly a month ago when I last looked at the month-end figures, the banking sector is the best-performing sector in the whole market for the last 12 months. They actually did did well. Okay, so you stick with your with your banking stance. You're holding they're the bank. They're not as cheap as what they look, look. They all have come off now, obviously, mm. but certainly you know, a couple of weeks ago at the peak, they were starting to look a little bit expensive. So you know, on the on on a one-year basis. You know, the banks have gone, the index now, I'm talking pure index, has gone from about 13,000 and hit a peak at 17,000. You know, now the whole market's off and now they're back at 15,500, somewhere around there. But they were certainly the best performing index, so it did actually pay off. And, you know, over time, they haven't been bad investments. No, not bad, but... Uh, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not exciting. I, I, I got you on that one. They're not mm. exciting, but sometimes you don't want too many things that are, that, that are exciting. No, we've got enough excitement in our, our life in, uh, in other areas. Wayne, uh, the S&P as we speak, uh, it's half past four South African time, uh, S&P is up uh, one and a quarter percent, and the yes. all-share index of the JSE up around about 2.7%, something yes, like strong. that, which is a fantastic uh, bounce back. But on the other hand, you have to contextualize this and look back from whence it came. And it has had yes. a horrible five or six trading days, hasn't it? So this is a natural yes, bounce back. Sir. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to you no, about the ebb goes, and the flow. Yeah. But this is, yeah, nothing goes up and down in a straight line. Yeah. No, exactly. So people had to cover their shorts. They had to say, well, the selling is... I, I looked at the market yesterday and I thought, the sellers 
sellers are exhausted. There's no more selling to be done at these levels. If there's a rally, they'll get hit again. And maybe there's more of a rally to come. But I still wouldn't get too enthusiastic. And you've been very clever in our conversations before by saying it's not over yet. And I still think there's more to come. And you've been absolutely right. Do you still stick to your guns in that regard? I think so, yeah. But look, as I said, I think there's limited downside from, from this sort of level. Talking Now I'm talking global markets, really. I think there's limited downside. I mean, maybe the NASDAQ can fall 15%. Maybe the other big indices would fall 10%. But I would think, I think that that would probably be the maximum because, you know, exactly as we've spoken about often, that the abnormally low interest rates inflation and inflation was an aberration. This very high inflation is also an aberration. It's not going to hang around. It is so, I mean, even just statistically, it is so incredibly unusual to have inflation in the USA up at eight odd percent. I mean, it's a one in 40 year occurrence. And a lot of the factors we know about, we know about the shortages and the supply chain, the logistics because of COVID. We know that a, a major war in Europe doesn't happen every year. You know, that's also <laughs> exacerbated the food and the oil and the oil stories. Yeah. And wage inflation in America has been zero. And it's 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 quite normal for wage inflation to come back into the system as well. And certainly the pressure will be off wages because I think it's quite possible that the US will go into a mild recession. I think it's quite possible. Um it's not my base case, but I think it's possible. But clearly growth is going to fall. I mean, growth falls, the pressure is going to come off wage wage increases. Eh? There's going to be more people. Well, at the moment, there are more people than jobs, but in the not-too-distant future, sorry, there's more jobs than people, but in the not-too-distant future, there's going to be more people than jobs. And then the pressure comes off wages, and then inflation does sub subside. You know, so honestly, and, I, and I've said this consistently, I think in a year's time, U.S. inflation will be, be be call it three percent, three and a half percent, somewhere around there. This eight percent is not going to stay around forever. We're not going to get the stagflation stories, and we're not going back to the 1970s because the Federal Reserve Bank knows quite clearly it is in their DNA. Mm. Inflation is the enemy. Inflation is enemy number one. Right. And they will squash that thing, even if it pushes the economy into a recession. Well, uh, let me tell you about inflation and uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve, which is making a decision on U.S. interest rates tonight. It's almost as though the market yes. has said, OK, even if it is 75 basis points or three quarters of a percent in real English uh, up, um, then the market has completely factored that in because the U.S. 10-year Treasury Probably, bond yes. went very, very close within a whisker of 3.5% yesterday. The South yes. African 10-year bond was within a whisker of 10.5% um, yesterday. And they've both come back now as people who s sort of yes. sober up a bit. Um, but yeah. um, it, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, as, we, as, we, yeah. mm, go as we spoke about earlier on, you know, the US long bond at three and a half is about okay. That's about right. You know, it, it, it might go to 3.8, 3.9 at an outside. But if you were to buy a US... 10-year bond at three and a half now, you'll be quite happy with your investment in five years' time. You know, you'll make a, a reasonable return for a bond from that. And, of course, the, the U.S. bond market was by far the most, with the worst affected from a capital loss point of view 
than any other market so far. I mean, that's gone from 0.6 up to three and a half. Now, you take the, the value of that over a 10-year basis, I mean, it is astonishingly poor return. I mean, it's, it's, it's heavily negative. So what do you do now? We're in a bear market in the uh, waiting to buy officially on the S and P five hundred, yeah. which obviously has an influence on the South African market. In fact, I conducted an interview today with somebody, and I said, "Well, I've spoken to your representative in London, and we talked about the you know, international markets. Now let's bring it back to South Africa and see what sort of influence these factors that we spoke about with the other person have on South Africa." And yeah, he, he was exactly the same as you, just 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 waiting in the wings. Uh, and getting yep. ready uh, for the turn. Wait for the turn. It doesn't matter if you miss the first five percent. The fact is that after that, then you can then you can really start cooking with gas. Uh, so, are you of the same opinion? You just wait now, yes. let it settle yeah. down. And when you do it, look, look. To be honest, I think if you had to buy shares now in five years' time, hmm. you would be quite happy with your purchase. But. As I said, I expect another ten or fifteen percent fall. But Gosh. I mean, that's just my guess. I don't know. That's a lot. You know, I don't know. No, in, in the bigger scheme of things, it's not that much. To be honest, it's not. Well, if the um, let's have a look, you can say that. But um, if you went away on mm. holiday with your partner for for uh, two, three months, or six months, or something, because you needed a break, and you said, uh, "Okay, when I leave, I'm not going to not going to touch my phone for a while." And the JSE All Share Index is sixty-seven and a half thousand. Okay, if you came back and it was close to sixty thousand because of the ten fifteen percent of which mm. you speak, you'd be quite you'd be quite surprised. So it's quite a big move, Wayne. Yeah, but yes and no. You know, in 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 a normal course of events, that would be a reasonable move. But take the NASDAQ, for example. I mean, that's down from 16,000 to 11,000. Mm. You know, so that's 40%, 30%. That's huge. Another 10% on that's not that big. You know, so we've experienced the majority of the bear market already, I would think. All right. So you'll just ease yourself into the market very slowly. Yeah, I, I mean, you never know. Mm. Yeah, you never know when it's time to buy. You, you just you honestly never know. Well, I'm sure you know, but as because you, you've been in the business for a long time. Okay, Wayne, it's been very, very interesting. Uh, the market's bouncing back aggressively today, which is really good. I still think this is a, a dead cat bounce, and there's more to come. And I do believe that. I think uh, by, more to by, come, yeah, exactly. By not deploying your cash at the moment, I think you're being very prudent, as you always are. Now we have to talk about food. I've only got one food story, and it's not really to do with food. It's to do with kitchens. Do you cook at home, Wayne? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about. I mean, you, very limited, but yeah. I mean, I know you buy ready-made meals from um, Woolworths and places like that. Well, not not really ready-made, but easy preparation meals. Mm. So it's not it's not microwave meals. It's it's oven meals, but they're all, you know, relatively easy preparation. Well, let me tell you a story. I was cycling along today and I unearthed this beautiful shop called Compagnie Culinaire, uh, the culinary company. And I've always been very scared of going into it because it looks quite fancy. It looks quite smart. It looks quite expensive. And it's got a stable door and the top of the stable door was open. And so I walked in and uh, a very kindly old Dutch woman greeted me and showed me around the shop. And it's got all this antique silver, but it's all culinary stuff. It's all kitchen stuff. And on one side was, the, was what I've just described, and on the right-hand side was this beautiful coloured um, German ceramics of you know, teapots and, 
and mugs and saucers and all that sort of thing. And I, I bought two items. I couldn't resist it. One was um, a ladle, which is made of, she told me, uh, nickel, copper and tin and plated with silver. So I bought it. It's beautifully shaped. Okay. So I bought that because I like to you know, make soups. And I'm not allowed to uh, say the word stew, am I? Because stew is a four No, you won't say no, 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 no. Stu, Stu is definitively, I was tortured by Stu in my youth. Okay, so I won't, I won't say Stu again. And uh, I have to say, uh, for those that haven't um, uh, heard this before, is that Wayne McCurry's mother, who's a fine woman in every other way, she wasn't a great cook and she made horrible stews. So I won't say Stu again, although I've said it already four times. Um, so anyway, I bought that and it's really beautiful. I mean, it's, it's so beautifully balanced and everything. And then I bought a great big mug. Uh, and actually a huge teacup with one handle and a, and, and a plate on it. It's um, sort of French in style. If you go to a French restaurant or a cafe in the morning, they will give you something this size with a huge big coffee in it. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I bought that. But otherwise, I've got no f uh, food stories. You must have one for me, Wayne. I definitely do. And it's a very simple food story, but it's, a, go on. it's actually delicious. Now, McCain's, I think it's McCain's, it's a chip, chip company, uh, isn't it? Chip company, yeah, but also vegetables and that. They came out with a new a new chip. Oh yeah. And it's cut into like triangles. You know, the same it's not it's not wedges. So it's the same length as a normal chip, but it's sort of cut into a triangle and it's got the skin is still on. Oh. And okay. we had that last night with some chicken schnitzels, barbecue flavoured chicken schnitzels mm -hmm. and some lovely um, mushroom sauce. These chips are totally and utterly delicious. I've, I, I saw an ad for them on TV, but it's only really this week. It's the only time we found it in, in the shops, and they are delicious. So it was a very simple and very short food story, but nevertheless, totally delicious. So I remember McCain's. Enjoyable. McCain's were the first company to come out with oven chips. In other words, you didn't fry them. You bought. Yeah, the, but they weren't so lacquer. I weren't there. I wouldn't know because I, no, I, I they, make they, my own they, chips. Look, they weren't bad. I mean, you could you could certainly chow them, but they weren't that lacquer. Now, quite a few of my friends are trying to sell me an air fryer. They say air fryer is now <laughs> the way to go. You know, you've got no oil. You you, you air fry things. Mm. Um, but I'm a little skeptical because it sounds a bit like oven chips to me. You know, so 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 I I I, I may give it a bash because. It seems to be the latest thing, and they're not terribly expensive. Mm. But I'm a, I'm a little skeptical about an an air fryer because because of that oven chip experience. You know, I also thought, oh, he has oven chips. Let's give this a bash. It's so easy. Stick them in the oven, and have to worry about your oil and all that sort of stuff. But it it wasn't that great. I I didn't enjoy them much. But these other chips are are, are absolutely fantastic. So how do you cook them then? How do you cook them? In in oil. Same oh. as you do any other chip. Okay, so you've got it's a, just got a different. It's got a different cut, uh, but the skin is still on, and its skin comes out so crispy, and a little bit of a more of an earthy taste. I don't know quite how to describe it. No, then I understand because it's the got the skin, on, the skin yeah. on. It, it, it yeah. feels that it's just come out of the ground from the farm. But I mean, have you got yeah. one of those deep fryers? Or how, I mean, no, just 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 oil in the pot on the stove. Okay. No, no, we haven't got a, we haven't got a fancy kitchen. We haven't got the the chip fryer built in or anything or a deep fry or anything fancy like that. 
Okay. Uh, it's finally in on the markets, because uh, I'm interested in your opinion. The S&P up 1.2% at the moment, the JSE up um, yeah, over 2.5%. Yeah. You see it going down potentially 10 to 15% from here, and then you start deploying yeah. your cash. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's all I need. Yes. And essentially, essentially the ones I'm going to buy yeah. are the ones that have fallen the most. Look, I, I would generally only buy you know, well-established companies that have been around for a long time. I, I'm not a big startup company type of person. I, I think people have lost more money there than made, made money. So, you, so certainly, you know, the top 40 shares, well, it's essentially shares we already own. You'll just be buying more of them. Okay. On that uh, very sober and responsible note, Wayne, I bid you farewell. Thank you very much. Wayne McCurry is from FMB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.